the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The following program is sponsored by Rosenthal Wealth Management. For making money sense, live with Larry Rosenthal. Larry is recognized as one of the nation's leading financial and retirement planners and is here to answer your questions right now. Author, speaker, and talk show host Larry Rosenthal is dedicated to teaching others financial stewardship from a biblical point of view. Call Larry now. Studio lines are open at 855-ROSE-123. That's 855-767-3123. Making Money Sense is on the air. Welcome once again to the Larry Rosenthal Show, Making Money Sense. And here he is, Larry Rosenthal himself. Good morning, sir. Well, good morning, Chris. And how are you today? So far, so good. So far, so good. Nice day outside for me. How about you? Absolutely. Absolutely. Always good to be here with you on Saturday mornings. You know, I look forward to Saturday mornings because it's open mic Saturday. I enjoy that a lot. I do, too. I love having those call-ins. And remember, that number is 855-767-3123, 855-ROSE-123. Yep, absolutely. Absolutely. Well, good morning, everyone, and welcome to Making Money Sense. I'm Larry Rosenthal. I always like to start the show off with just what Chris said. It's open mic Saturday. Give us a ring. With any of your financial planning or investment questions, any subject matter at all, 855-ROSE-123. That's 855-767-3123. Let's continue to welcome our longtime listeners in the D.C. Baltimore area on WAVA 105.1 FM, as well as our listeners here over the last few years now on nationwide, coast-to-coast and border-to-border, Chris. Just as you like to say on Sirius XM Family Talk. Yep, yep, 131. Good deal, good deal. So, again, open mic Saturday. Any questions at all? We're here to give you financial planning advice, give you the secrets behind the green curtain, Chris. That's right, Right? the secret sauce. Exactly, exactly. So, you know, let's start off the show with... With, uh, you know, what happened in the markets this past week? What's going on and, and where, are we, where, where are things right now? You know, we've been talking about this intersection of change for quite a while, for, for several weeks now. And, you know, in the stock market, sometimes that's a long period of time. And sometimes it's a very short period of time, depending on what side of a quote-unquote trade you may be on or anything. But the old adage is don't fight the Fed. You know, ever since we've been in this industry since the 80s, you've always heard, don't fight the Fed. Whatever you do, don't fight the Federal Reserve. And and this is just playing out perfectly to what we're talking about right now. So Jerome Powell spoke last week. He's the Federal Reserve chairman, and he spoke last week in front of the IMF um, uh, group. And he basically said that the surge in U.S. spending as a result of the economy reopening is being paired with limited supply – of product and services, and that's what's driving prices up right now. So think about this for a second. This time last year, Chris, unfortunately, you know, we had to shut down the economy, and that means in, that means production basically stopped, you know, or, or went very, very low on the scale. And so as we've burned through the inventory over the last 12 months or so, now all of a sudden demand comes back much quicker than supply can can catch up to. 
that is those are the two components that's driving prices right now. Hmm. He goes on to say that that and and now we have a situation where the economy is reopening. There's going to be bottlenecks. Perhaps it's going to seem like uh, um, you know there, th- this this underlying change is is going to be a, a big hit of inflation. But he's he went on to say that they don't believe so. They believe that we're going to get a reopening, sort of a reflation, and then a leveling out. And they're, you know, a lot of they're they're talking about, you know, at the end of 2022, inflation's projected to be about two and a half percent. Is that a new term, reflation? I haven't heard that one before. Well, you you know, when you're talking about the world of inflation and deflation, you know, right the now we we've, we've we've come out of a recession, and when you're coming out of a recession, you're reinflating the economy. Oh, I like the economy's it, yeah. reinflating that type of a scenario, right? Yeah. So so that's what that's that's where that term's coming from, but. Bottom line here is that that uh, policymakers actually see that that this is a transitory scenario, and and we're just going to get this pop of inflation a little bit, and then prices should level. So they don't feel that this is going to be a, a big issue at all. Consequently, the ten-year note dropped from uh, 1.7% down three basis points to 1.67, which is a good indicator that that it might be under control. And the VIX, which is the Volatility Control Index, is uh, way down. It's at like 16 right now, which is low, low, low. It's been, it hasn't been that low in, in several years. So, you know, a lot of people are talking about a nice market, a nice economy here for the rest of this, this uh, year in 2021. The bottom line here, though, is sooner or later, fundamentals are going to drive everything. And next week, we get an- another look at fundamentals. We're going to be re- uh, uh, reporting first quarter earnings. Uh, so we're going to be reporting January, February, and March here in April, May, and June. That's starting next week, and it's April, it's January, February, March versus January, February, March of 2020. It's year-over-year numbers, mm. and they look to be uh, accelerating nicely. So, so look, look, looks like uh, earnings. If earnings come in, we could definitely justify where the PE ratios are right now. I've seen some projections talking about earnings going from. From $175 a share at the end of this year up to, up to you know projections close to 200, which would actually bring the PE ratios back down from these lofty levels that they're at right now. Hey, let's go ahead and welcome Fred on the line from Connecticut. Good morning, Fred. How are you today? Good morning, guys. How are you doing? I'm doing well. Good. How can I help you, sir? Um, I have a question. I'm a pastor here in Wallingford, and uh, I don't have a lot of retirement. I've got... Um, few thousand dollars in a 401k i do have about ten thousand dollars i could invest any suggestions to get me through to retirement i'm 65 sure you know one of the the first thing that we that i'm going to do for you fred is i'm going to send you out our financial planning toolkit okay and that's going to sort of draw a line in the sand and it's going to address the question or the information you just gave me which is you know, your age, your assets, your liabilities, but it's going to go in a little bit further and talk about spending. What does it cost for you to live each month? And then we're going to take a look at projection as to how long you want to continue to work, uh, whether you're working full-time or part-time. We'll take a look at what's uh, if you do have Social Security. I don't know if you've opted out of it or not, but basically this financial planning toolkit is going to put together a cash flow retirement projection for you and then we'll be able to work with you on that, okay? Yeah, I, I do have Social Security. I've been working full-time besides pastoring. Um, good, good. So I do, have, I do have Social Security. 
Okay, so that it's going to boil down to taking a look at what your fixed guaranteed income is uh, coming in, plus maybe any continuation of work while you're still pastoring or maybe part-time work when you retire from pastoring. And we're going to pair that against what your expenses are each month. And we'll build you out a financial plan to take a look at what your cash flow requirements are and then back in a, a plan for you on how to obtain meeting your, your obligations each month and maintaining your standard of living. Because that's what it's all about at this point is the ability to make, uh, make your expenses each month through Social right. Security right. and or work. And we'll take a look at what's inside the 401K plan for you, see what where you're allocated, make sure that that's working efficiently for you. Uh, talk about mm-hmm. how much you can, you can afford to save it each month if you can. And just drive everything towards that point in time when you say, hey, you know what? I, I don't want to or I can't work anymore. And at that point, that's when income from Social Security and or investment interest needs to meet your uh, monthly expenses. That's what we'll, we'll send you okay. out and get you down the road on that. Let me put you on hold here, Fred, real quick, and Bob will get some of your contact information, and then we'll send it out to you next week and have someone give you a follow-up call, okay? Thanks a lot. You guys have a blessed day. Absolutely. You too. Appreciate the phone call. You're listening to Making Money Sense, Larry Rosenthal Show. Give us a ring at 855-ROSE-123. That's 855-767-3123. Check out LarryRosenthal.tv. You can check us out live streaming on YouTube right now, the radio show. You see all of us in different locations right now with uh, the, the you know what's going on and everything. Um, a lot of fun. Check it out, LarryRosenthal.tv. We're live on YouTube. And as long as you're checking things out, uh, we, we announced last week that we're going to be doing a webinar. We're going to be doing an estate planning webinar. What's the date on that, Chris? It's coming up here. It's going to be Thursday, April 29th. So Thursday, April 29th, we're going to be having two sessions from 2 to 3 in the afternoon and from 7 to 8 p.m. Uh, both times are Eastern, and it's going to be on estate planning, the basics in estate planning. We're going to be talking about your basics wills trust, the 11 different ways you can title an account. We'll talk about stepped-up basis. Uh, we're also going to talk about some of the changes that the current administration is talking about making to capital gains, stepped-up basis, and the estate planning. So, if you know, there's three phases to financial planning, the accumulation phase, the distribution phase, and then the legacy phase. Legacy phase is when we're in heaven and we're done with everything, who gets what, when, where, why, and how, and how to minimize taxes on that as well. So check it out. There's no cost for this webinar. Go to my website, LarryRosenthal.com. Click on the seminar icon and just sign up for the webinar. Again, it's going to be two sessions on Thursday, April 29th, from 2 to 3 in the afternoon. And then, again, the same material. You can, you can do both if you want or just one, whatever's convenient for you, from 7 to 8 p.m. in the evening. Check it out at LarryRosenthal.com. Click on the seminar icon. There's no cost for this, and we're going to give you an hour worth of uh, basics and estate planning and fundamentals and, and you know, get you down the road to making sure things are where they need to be so that, so that you don't have to worry about any type of legacy planning. We'll go over beneficiary conversations and all kinds of things. So I was going to ask you, I mean, a lot of folks, they say that I don't really have a huge estate. I don't really need to do a lot of estate planning. What would you say to somebody like that? Well, you know, first of all, if you have any type of assets, that asset has to uh, go somewhere to a charity, to a human, uh, you know, when when you're done with it, right? Mm-hmm. And if if it doesn't have if it doesn't pass by by beneficiary form if it doesn't pass through title of ownership 
or operation of law, something like that, then it, it could very well end up being something that goes through the court's distribution process called probate. Mm. Now, some states, you know, it, it's different levels at different different states and things like that. But, you know, basic will and a revocable living trust, medical directives, things like that. Also on the bottom line, though, too, is part of one of the most overlooked areas of estate planning is a beneficiary checkup. You know, you'd be surprised how many people have the wrong beneficiaries or not updated enough beneficiaries on their forms. So we'll discuss that a little bit as well. In addition to that, we'll talk about the different ways you can title accounts. So many people have investment accounts that are, you know, in, in uh, you know, the, the spouse's name, both spouses, you know, Mr. and Mrs. Joint Tenants with Rights of Survivor. Well, God forbid if something happens to both of them, that money could very well go through probate. You know, we're going to show how you just add what's called a TOD beneficiary form to it. So, so it avoids probate and goes directly to the people that you want it to go to. So we're going to talk about that. We're also going to be talking about you. You're going to hear more and more. Matter of fact, we're going to talk a little bit about that, uh, the, the ta- some of the tax changes that are being proposed by the current administration uh, You know, after the break here this morning, Chris. And we'll get into some of that as well. But fundamentals of estate planning is something that everyone needs to take a look at regardless of the size of your investment, mm-hmm. okay, regardless of the size of your assets or anything like that. It, it's, this is the fundamentals of a state planning class. We're going to water it down. We're going to make, make, you know, we're not going to use all the lawyer language or anything like that. You know, we're going to make it very, very simple uh, for, for people to understand. So check it out at LarryRosenthal.com. Click on the seminar icon and go ahead and register. Again, we're having two sessions, April 29th from 2 to 3 and from 7 to 8 p.m. Eastern Time. Before we take a break, though, Chris, let's welcome Don on the line from Virginia. Good morning, Don. How are you? I'm okay. How are you, Larry? Good. How are you? Okay. So question is, can you explain to me what is the um, responsibility of a brokerage firm to their clients, and the reason I'm asking is because I called a major um, brokerage firm to uh, move my Roth account to another brokerage firm. Anyway, they told me to take three to five days. It ended up taking over 18 days because they dropped the ball. They didn't get things taken care of, and it just kept going back and forth. I had to stay on top of it to get it done. Finally, I got it over to the other brokerage firm, the second one, what is their responsibility? Because I lost in terms of the investments going up and down, and some parts of that account I wanted. I was considering selling some of it off to park it a little into my emergency fund. Is there any responsibility that brokerage A has to me on that? Well, Don, they admitted that uh, they Don, dropped the ball, they screwed it up. Don, here's here's the the answer to that without knowing the details. Fair enough. Okay. I don't know what the details are of all of all of this situation, but usually what happens you've got you've got firm A and firm B, and your money's housed at firm A in this example to try and answer your question. Okay, and you're trying to move it to firm B. Usually what happens is firm B provides you with paperwork. You sign off on it at firm B, and then they send it over in what we call the back office to firm A. And as long as the paperwork is in good order, good, good, you know, good order, good standing, mm-hmm. you know, dated and checked and all the boxes are checked and things like that, then those two firms behind the scenes push it out together. I've seen things transfer in just a handful of days. I've seen things take weeks to transfer. But the, 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 
the the scenario here though is that unless you told firm A to change your investments, mm-hmm. okay, then the money was still invested in the same positions mm-hmm. that when you originally started the transaction. So you wouldn't have been out of the markets unless you called firm A and said, "Hey, move move my positions around," things like that. Do you see what I mean? Okay, so okay, so Everything you just said, I did. I even called um, Firm A because they needed my verbal to sell. I gave them the order to sell. They sold that same day at the close of the market. From that moment on, they never contacted Firm B that the money has been sold and was sitting in a money market account to transfer over to them. Well, it sounds like to me that Firm B may have, you know, and again, I I have no idea about the transactions that are going on between these two firms, okay? Mm -hmm. But it sounds like to me that Firm B needed the money to be in cash in order to go get it, right? And so if you put that order in in Firm A, it sounds like to me they executed that order, but then Firm B needed to sweep the account again and go get it. But, But you know, without – Don, wait a second here. Without me knowing the details of all of this and everything, you know, and and getting into all of this, you know, that's the best answer that I can possibly give you on the two two different scenarios. But it sounds like to me from what you're saying, Firm A went ahead and executed uh, executed your transaction to sell, and Firm B needed to go sweep the account again. I I don't know, though. I don't don't have any information on it. I understand, but I'll just say one other thing on that. Firm B did exactly that. I called Firm A. They said they neglected to tell their processing office to process the claims. So it was on Firm A because okay, B, then B, then if you have Don, Don, if you have your answer, then okay, then then you you know it, it, I, I can't do anything. It, no, I didn't ask if you could do anything. I'm saying, do they have a responsibility, Firm A, for dropping the ball? I don't know. I don't know the answer to that question because I don't know all the details back and forth. Okay, that's something that you'd have to take up between Firm A and Firm B. And I would simply call Firm A. I'm sorry, I'd call Firm B in this situation to say, "Look, I want to look further into this. Show me all the documentations." But that's pretty much the the scenario on what we need to do. Listen, Don, I appreciate the phone call. Give those call those places a call this week and 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 say, you know. Give me an audit on it. I want to see the audit trail, but that's about the best I can do for you today. Appreciate the phone call. You're listening to Making Money Sense. Give me a ring at 855-ROSE-123. That's 855-767-3123. You're listening to Making Money Sense. I'm Larry Rosenthal. We'll be back in a moment. Listening to Making Money Sense live with Larry Rosenthal. Phone lines are open for your retirement and financial planning questions at 855 Rose 123. That's 855 767 3123. More Making Money Sense in a moment. are still too many countries that give little or no assistance to disabled children. In third world nations, these children could be left alone while parents try to eke out a living. 
About 10 years ago, residents of Prince William and Fauquier counties in Virginia formed Children with Disabilities Fund International. It focuses on the needs of disabled children. CDFI's current work in Jamaica and Kenya supports about 300 disabled children and their families. For some of these children, they're getting the care they need for the first time in their lives. CDFI recently began an individual child sponsorship program in an effort to better meet the needs of these disabled children. To choose your child to sponsor, go to thecdfi.org. That's thecdfi.org. Your gift will help transform not only a disabled child's life, but the lives of their parents and of the surrounding community. Go to thecdfi.org. Make a difference. Go to thecdfi.org. Nationwide and coast-to-coast from sea to shining sea. Call now, 855-767-3123. That's 855-ROSE-123. Live from the nation's capital, this is the Larry Rosenthal Show. So good you joined us here at the Larry Rosenthal Show, 855-767-3123. 855-ROSE-123. And don't forget to watch us on LarryRosenthal.tv, where you'll see Larry there with his nice, wonderful golf shirt on there. Nice little background. <laughs> I'm trying to describe it for you so you can not have to. Go, go ahead and go there. You just go ahead. You'll see it for yourself. LarryRosenthal.tv. Love to have you there. And don't forget the seminars, right, Larry? Yes, sir. We've got. A, I'm excited about this. You know, we've. This is this is going to be very timely here with the current administration wanting to change some taxes, especially in the estate planning arena. You know. Um, uh, Biden administration is talking about changing corporate taxes, individual taxes, as well as what they're calling the expansion of estate taxes. How is that going to play out? So we're going to get some financial in, uh, education out to everybody on April 29th. Again, two sessions uh, from 2 to 3 and 7 to 8 p.m. Go check it out at LarryRosenthal.com on our website and sign up for the webinars right there. Just click on the seminar button and go ahead and sign up for it right there. It's free. We're going to be going over all kinds of information for you that you're going to uh, be, be, be pleased uh, dur- during the webinar. So let's go ahead and welcome Veronica on the line from Maryland. Good morning, Veronica. How are you today? Oop, you there, Veronica? Yeah, I'm right here. Okay, great. How are you today? How can I help you? Hi, I'm doing fine. Thank you. How are you? I uh, wanted to ask you um, a question about um, taxes relating to personal property. I um, had um, property damage on my roof because of uh, he- you know heavy winds. I had to replace my roof, but my insurance only covered a portion of it. And I was wondering if I could um, put that as a loss on uh, you know uh, with my taxes with my um, when I file my taxes. Veronica, that's really more of a CPA question, and I see that you're calling from Maryland. We have some CPA uh, firms that we work with over in Maryland, and I can refer them to you for that. Okay, I don't, I don't do personal income taxes the way you're describing it right there. I can talk about investment-related things, but this is on your primary home, so I'm not sure about the answer to that, and I don't want to misguide you. But I'll put you on hold, and then we will have one of our CPA connections give you a ring next week. Is that okay? All right. Thanks. Yep. Appreciate the phone call. You listen to Making Money Sense, Larry Rosenthal Show. Give us a ring, 855-ROSE-123. Let's welcome Emma on the line from Maryland. Good morning, Emma. How are you? 
Good, and you? I'm doing well. How can I help you today? Yeah, I'm calling because I wanted to ask some investment questions. I wanted to know how to invest the little money I have in the bank. Okay. Well, the first thing that I would say, Emma, is what is the what is the goal of the money in the bank right now? And then why do you want to change that goal? In other words, we need to have a certain amount of, you know, money saved up in the bank for emergencies. You know, if if you get a couple of flat tires one day at the shopping mall or or something, you know, just pops up where you need some some cash. So that's the first thing we have to do is we have to make sure that we have an adequate amount of money saved up in the bank. Then after we get the money saved up in the bank, then we can take a look at at looking at investments. So if there's no other types of investments available right now, it, you know, if you don't have anything else in an employer retirement plan or other IRAs or anything like that, I, I have no idea what your situation is, then we want to take a look at, okay, what your age is, how long you want to put this money away to make investments. Do you want the investment to give you more growth or do you want the investment to give you more income today? Do you want more growth for down the road and then turning it into income? We have to go through and talk about all these different types of strategies and goals that you want to accomplish with this pile of money that you're talking about investing. And then also take a look at your cash flow. Are you, do you have the ability to, to continue to save money each month into this investment so you can buy more and more shares as time goes on? So it really sounds like to me, Emma, that, that I'd like to send you out our financial planning toolkit, and that's going to sort of draw a line in the sand and say, hey, you know what? If I keep doing what I've been doing today, where will I be down the road? And that will help you build out a financial plan. That'll help us take a look at, at the different types of investment strategies. You know, we have to talk about your risk, your tax situation, liquidity needs, all of that in there before we just start saying, let's just go ahead and start making an investment. I mean, we, we definitely want to, you know, get your money growing for you, right? But we also want to do it in, in, in a proper way that, that, that gives, you know, gives you some, some risk control and things of that nature. Does that kind of make sense? Yes, it does. Yep. Let me put you on hold, Emma, and we'll have some. We'll have Bob will get your information, and we'll send you out our financial planning toolkit, and have someone give you a follow-up call to to discuss your personal situation a little bit more in depth. That way, you don't have to to put it all over the airways. Okay. All right. Thank you. Appreciate it. Yep. Absolutely. You have a great weekend. Appreciate the phone call. You're listening to Making Money Sense, Larry Rosenthal Show. Give us a ring eight five five Rose one two three. It's open mic Saturday. Any questions at all? No holes barred. Give us a call eight five five Rose one two three. You know, let's talk about Chris real quick about the things we 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 can control and the things we cannot control. You know, things that are out of our control in when it comes to the world of investing are the market returns. We can't control what the stock market's going to do, right? We also can't control policy regarding taxation, savings, retirement benefit changes. Those things are completely out of our control. Things that are, are somewhat in our control is, is you know, our employment, our, our how we spend our money, uh, sometimes our, our health status, right? Sometimes that, that's within our control. Uh, or somewhat in, loosely in our control. And what's totally in our control is where we decide to invest our money and how much we decide to, to uh, you know, jack up or reduce our lifestyle in spending, right? Those are the things that are, that are completely within our control. And so now we take a look at, at how does these, these, you know, these six little boxes, if you will, that we're talking about out of our control, somewhat within our control, and then total control of 
how do we take a look at 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 where we should or shouldn't be investing you know and and that's one of the things that we want to talk about today with with uh, all this talk about taxes coming down the road and changing you know uh president biden said the other day that he's he's willing to negotiate time frames amounts and things like that in order to garner support so we'll we'll wait and see how all that plays out um, whether or not there's d- debate on it all or, or, or what happens with it all. But, you know, there's more and more talk about the estate planning aspect of things. That's why we're, we're bringing out this webinar coming up at, in, in April on the 29th. And there's a lot of talk right now in the financial press about Roth IRA conversions. You know, should we be taking a look at moving money from traditional IRAs to Roth IRAs as a result of tax increases? Well, there's what we call ordering rules. There's time frames on all of this. And we're going to talk a little bit about that. But first, let's go ahead and bring on a caller here. Let's bring on Alfonso from Maryland. Good morning, Alfonso. How are you today? I'm good. How about yourself? I'm well. How can I help you, sir? Well, I heard the pastor on a little while ago, and I'm a pastor. I'm 80 years old, and I need to retire, but the church did not set up a retirement plan. I mean, most churches want you to preach until the end. But I get a Social Security check for only $1,600 a month. So if I stop pastoring, that's the only income I'm going to have. I'm wondering, is, am I short on my Social Security? So we need to take we need to take a look at your expenses then to see if we can reduce your expenses down or perhaps the church can give you some sort of a a retirement program that you can write into the church uh, benefits right now. Um, you know, I've talked to another pastor in the past about doing something like that. So so this is this is something that you know we could probably take offline to give you some ideas about what to do. Uh, with with everything, but again, this is going to boil down to what your income and expenses are going to be like once you decide to stop pastoring, and 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 you know, so so uh, let let me put you on hold. Bob will get your contact information, Alfonso, and then we'll give you a ring next week with some ideas on how to handle that. Okay. All right. Thank you. Yep. Absolutely. Uh, appreciate it. And uh, uh, so you know, Chris, that that that's an issue too. Is is. A lot of times people will, you know, a lot of pastors we've seen over the years and, and, and you know, and I've done a lot of webinars and, and or seminars actually in churches, you know, with Bible based money management shows. Uh, you well, know, you want to take care of your pastor. I mean, goodness me, don't you? The, the, I, I agree. I agree. You know, and, and um, you know, so so, you know, maybe we need to, you know, come up with some ideas or well, we have some ideas. We'll talk to him next week offline about what what to be able to do. You could probably guide some churches into how to set something up for a pastor's for a retirement plan down the road, I would think. It's not hard at all. No, it's not hard at all. You know, yeah. not 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 at all. And and you know, there's there's a lot of, you know, a lot of churches that have means and some that don't. And so you've just got to, you know, just sort of walk that line a little bit, but sure. you know, um, you know, I'm more than happy to do, you know, we've done a lot of Bible-based money management seminars over the years where we do, you know, we, we break down and we do a financial planning education, you know, uh, we take a look at the difference between God's economy and man's economy and talk about, you know, what our roles are as far as stewardship goes. And, and there's a lot of organizations out there that, that, that do that, but we take it a step further. And what we do is now we start educating people, you know, okay, you've got these resources. Now, what do you do with them? So we'll break down, you know, the differences between ETFs and mutual funds and stocks and just the whole nine yards and give them the financial education when it comes to all of that, too. Sure. 
So we are on the uh, we are on the cusp now of of economic change. You know, we talked about this at the top of the show with with a reflationary uh, situation of time in the in the in the economy right now with the reopening of the economy. We're looking at more stimulus coming in, and some people are talking about you know this the the infrastructure bills that they're uh, kicking around up there on Capitol Hill now. It's going to be you know a whole lot of more money. And and we don't really need it, and some are saying we do need it, and there's the great debate and conversation on where it's going to end up going to, how much to traditional infrastructure, and just the whole nine yards. Anyway, we're not going to get into politics with all of this, but the question is being posed is what about the inflationary effect? And, and you know, again, Fed is talking about reflationary and then leveling out. Now we're also talking about taxes. And if we take a look at at, at an infl- at a temporarily, it, let's assume the Federal Reserve is correct, and we take a look at a temporarily inf- reinflation uh, hit to the economy, coupled with extra taxation on top of that for individuals and for corporations. Now you've got inflation prices rising, and you have taxes that are creating more and more uh, uh, cost to everybody's pocket. So now what does that scenario play out to? Again, this, the past couple of weeks we've been seeing lots of conversations, lots of articles and things like that on Roth IRAs, as if the Roth IRA is the solution to everything. Well, no, it's not, but it is a big component of it when you're looking to pass assets on or receive income. But, you know, a lot of people need to understand when you convert money, and this is what I want to talk about today, when you convert money from a traditional IRA to a Roth IRA, and if the, if the administration raises taxes next year, guess what? That doesn't do you any good. It doesn't do you any good, okay? Because in order to garner the tax-free income of earnings on a traditional on, – on a Roth conversion pile of money, guess what? It's got to sit there for five years, even if you're over 59 and a half. So the Roth conversion planning mechanism is, a, is, is something that you know, we've been doing with clients for years and years and years, converting a little bit each year over time because one thing's for sure. We know this. We know this, Chris. Taxes between now and the next 35 years are going to go up and down. They will go up again, and they will go down again. Right, And so you want to be able to have money on the Roth side of the tax ledger, the tax-free side, when it's appropriate for you. Think about this. If taxes go up in the next couple of years and somebody's sitting there in retirement years and they have, a, uh, they have some money in the Roth and they have some money in the pre-tax traditional IRA side and taxes go up, guess what? They can start taking some money out of the Roth and get a huge benefit because taxes went up. Handful of years later, maybe taxes come back down again, right? And then you start taking money out of the pre-tax side. So there's a balance equation there. It's called tax arbitrage that you can look at. Or maybe you take a little bit of money out of both sides of it all. So my point is this, is that, yes, people are starting to, to rush out and convert to Roth IRAs. And I'm a big fan of that, okay? I'm a fan of Roth IRAs. I'm also a fan of pre-tax money, too, if you're in a high-income tax bracket because you need that tax deduction today. So I like money on both sides uh, of, of that tax equation. But my point is this, is that when you're looking to convert money from traditional IRAs to Roth IRAs, what's the plan? We need a plan. 
okay? Don't just haphazardly run out and do it, okay? Where are you going to get the money to pay the taxes from? Because when you make the conversion, you've got to do that as well. So we'll talk a little bit about some of this uh, uh, coming up in our, in our webinar. Uh, we do have a complete, uh, we'll probably do this in May or June, we do have a complete Roth conversion webinar as well, but there's going to be lots of talks about taxes, and we're going to knock out the estate planning one here in, in April. So, hey, give us a ring here at 855-ROSE-123. That's 855-767-3123. Go to my website, LarryRosenthal.com. Follow us and like us on Facebook. Sign up for our e-newsletter. It's free each month, as well as you can check it out at our, our seminar icon there. On the top right-hand corner, sign up for the webinar. It's going to be on April 29th, two sessions from 2 to 3 and 7 to 8 p.m. Eastern. There's no charge for it, and it's all on the basics and estate planning. Give us a ring, 855-ROSE-123. We'll be back in a moment with more Making Money Sense. You are listening to Making Money Sense live with Larry Rosenthal. Phone lines are open for your retirement and financial planning questions at 855-ROSE-123. That's 855-767-3123. More Making Money Sense in a moment. another money minute with larry rosenthal so many different ways to invest money lump sum deposits buy and hold market timing how about dollar cost averaging put the same amount of money into the same investment at every interval whether it's monthly quarterly annually whatever it may be this gives you the greatest opportunity to get the average price over the long term of the investment because one of the secrets to creating wealth is the acquisition of shares you want to keep buying more and more shares over time on the flip side, when you're in your retirement years and you want to distribute dollars to yourself for income, do the same thing in reverse. Dollar cost average out during your retirement years. seen and heard him on Fox Business, CNBC, and The Wall Street Journal. Larry Rosenthal is here right now to take your calls at 855-767-3123. That's 855-ROSE-123. This is The Larry Rosenthal Show. Thanks for joining us. 855-767-3123. 855-ROSE-123. We appreciate you watching us at LarryRosenthal.tv as well. Larry. Absolutely. Let's welcome Freddie online from the district. Good morning, Freddie. How are you? Hey, good morning, sir. Thank you for your show. Sure. How can I help you, sir? Yes. Um, uh, uh, I don't I don't have any retirement plans. Uh, I, I own a house in D.C., uh, which I put all my uh, savings like 20 years ago. Um, I own like a 60% of my property. But, uh, like, you know, I don't have any retirement plan, you know, and I'm going to paycheck to paycheck to pay my mortgage. So, you know, I would like to get some advice. Sure, Freddie. So one of the things is, you know, you, you, when when you stop working at some point down the road, you want to make sure that you're not house rich and cash poor. In other words, you can right. have a beautiful home. It's paid for. But if you don't have money in the bank or money in investments or anything to go to the beach and retire and be with grandkids and all that kind of stuff, then then that might not be the best scenario. On the other hand, you could look at what's called a trade down, you know, where you would actually sell your home, your larger 
uh, more expensive home once you retire or get close to retirement and buy a smaller home, uh, maybe for cash, where you can use the equity that's in your larger home, pay off the smaller retirement home, right, and cash out some money to be able to have now a home that's paid for that's adequate for your needs now in retirement and at the same time being able to have cash to, you know, live your lifestyle. So, so that's one strategy that you can take a look at doing, okay? Okay. Yep, because real estate uh, is an asset class, but in order, to, in order to get real estate to give you money, you've got to either rent it, you've got to sell it and cash out some of it, or you've got to mortgage it, right? Those are the only ways to pull money out of wood, bricks, mortar, and steel inside the property. Okay. Okay? Um. Can, can you send can you send me the kids that you have uh, financial kids? Absolutely, be mo absolutely be more than happy to do that for you, Freddie. No no worries at all. I'll put you on hold here, and Bob will get your contact information, and we'll send it out to you. Have someone give you a follow up call and start building out a financial plan for you. Okay. Thank you very much for your show. Absolutely. Appreciate the phone call. Let me put you on hold, Freddie. Have a great weekend. You're listening to Making Money Sense. Give us a ring, 855-ROSE-123. That's 855-767-3123. You know, Chris, when it comes to financial planning, you know, lot, you know, the Bible talks a lot about money, over 2,400 times about money, and I think 491 about faith and prayer, about 500, or maybe I got those two last mixed up. Anyway, um, you know, we, we need to make sure that we've got a plan. You know, in, 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 in the Gospels, Jesus is talking about, you know, who's going to go build a, a, you know, a house without a plan, right? You know, if you don't have enough money, enough resources to build it, it's not going to work, right? And first of all, anything that's built with the Lord will stand, that's for sure. And oh, one of the things yeah. that we need to do is, is get a good, good understanding of financial planning and financial planning from a biblical perspective, financial planning for you and your family. And, and one of the things that we have done is a very poor job is educating people on how money really works in high school and in college. You know, now that, well, there's, there are certain college classes and curriculum that are doing a fantastic job today. But for a lot of baby boomers, they didn't have access to a lot of that. They really didn't. And, and you know, when, when you sit down and, and ask the question, you know, well, well, how did you figure out your money and who was your greatest influence on it? And a lot of people just sort of shrugged their shoulders and go, I don't know. It just, you know, kind of loved it, you know, along the way there. My point is this is we need education. We need financial planning education. That's one of the things that we try to do with our website, with our resources. Go check it out, LarryRosenthal.com. Check out our resources on our website, all types of articles and facts and things like that. And, you know, we want to try and help people continue to create wealth in, in the right way uh, for everyone. Let's go ahead and uh, shoot on up to Michigan and welcome Dave on the line. Good morning, Dave. How are you? Good morning. Not too bad. How are you? Good. How can I help you, sir? Um, I'm wondering what your views on, uh, like, cryptocurrency. And being a, a Christian, I see a lot of this technology now even working with, like, the ends of the times, like uh, cashless society. But also as an investment, I guess, uh, how do you feel about cryptos? Well, as far as cryptos from an investment standpoint, I can give you a much clearer definition once the regulators make decisions on it. How's that sound? Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah, it's such a great it's such a gray area right now. It is. And and um, you know, when when we take a look at, at, at moving into end times and digital money and things like that, I mean we already use a lot of digital money. But we're just not mm -hmm. 
used to talking about it that way. Like if you have frequent flyer miles, that's crypto, that's digital money, right? That's that's credits, yeah. tokens, if mm -hmm. you will. You know, you, you charge something on your credit card and you get points, and then you can take those mm -hmm. points and you can go buy a wallet or a pair of shoes with those points, right? So, yeah. you know, that's that's digital, that's crypto, that's tokens, that's whatever you want to call it, okay? So we've 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 been moving in that direction for quite some time, you know, and 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 so, you know, when when you take a look at, at, at it from that standpoint, um, you know, it, I don't think anything's going to unseat the real currency, the dollar. OK, I think this mm -hmm. stuff's you know, be regulated and we'll just find out what what happens down the road with it all. Um, for, I know like a lot of it right now is like there's so much an opportunity like I'm I'm starting to invest right now and from traditional uh, you know savings and that it, this is just you know I mean skyrocketed and you know and this is as they say this isn't even the bull market yet that's correct you that's know, what I hear yep that, yeah. that's exactly right yep so you know just be careful with it and there's you know individual ways and there's ETFs there's different things like that so, you know, okay. but but bottom line is, remember, at some point, you're going to have to figure out how to turn investments into income producing scenarios that you can take to the grocery store to buy food with at, at some point yeah. down the road in retirement years. OK. Yeah. All right. Thank you very much. All right, Dave. God bless. Have a great weekend. Appreciate right, you the phone. Too. Have a blessed day. You too. Bye bye. Yeah. Appreciate the phone call. You're listening to Making Money Sense. Give us a ring. Eight, five, five, Rose, one, two, three. That's eight, five, five. Seven six seven three one two three. Let's welcome Sharon on the line from South Carolina. Good morning, Sharon. Good morning. How can I help you today? Um, my, yeah, my question. Um, I've just lost my husband due to COVID. We had a business in the downtown area, and we had had taken out a SBA loan, and we had a small mortgage. I'm going to try to keep the business going. Uh, although it's cutting us down to about half of what we were getting, would would it be wise to sell the building and get out of debt totally, even though it, I'm not sure how much rental would be if we did that, but it would at least give us a good cash cushion? Sharon, I'm sorry to hear about your loss. That's I'm very sorry to hear Thanks. about that. And the, Thank the you. It's very very unexpected, very unexpected. Yes. Um, the answer to your question on the financial side of things is sounds like you've got a business that that uh, is struggling a little bit now as a result of COVID and that you own the building. And so that gives you lots of options. Um, without having the details be, you know, in front of me as far as the value of the building, you know, how much equity you have in the building, when you ultimately want to retire uh, versus, you know, renting the building out, closing the business and renting the building out. You know, there's there's a handful of conversations that can be had on the table here from from what I'm from what I'm gathering off off this short phone call. So I, I would say you need to look at everything there. You know, one, do you want to continue to grow the business and 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 build the business? Do you want to take what you have now and take a look at moving these assets that you have now, 
minimizing risk, minimizing expenses, and moving the, the positive end of the assets towards the next chapter in your book, which would be moving towards retirement or whatever your goals may be. I don't know. But that's the type of conversation that we really need to focus on and have. I have no idea what your building will rent for with another business that's in there. Or maybe you want to sell the business and 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 to someone else so the business stays going and that helps pay the rent. I, I don't know. Uh, what the scenario is. That way you get rent from the building and you'd get payments from the equity that you have, the goodwill and equity that you have in the business. So there's a handful of conversations right there that we really need to have um, be, before okay, I would, so before I, I would, would tell you. Would you suggest I make an appointment with you to, to further investigate a best way to do this? Yes, that's what I would say is, is we can help you with that, but I need to get, get all that information. And if you like right now, I can put you on hold, and Bob will get some of your contact information, and then I'll, 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 uh, Bob will set up a phone call with either you and myself or one of our advisors in our firm, okay? Okay, that sounds great. Thank yep. you for your help. Absolutely, Sharon. Let me put you on hold. Appreciate the phone call. You're listening to Making Money Sense. Give us a ring, 855-ROSE-123. Let's welcome George on the line from Pennsylvania. Good morning, George. How are you? Hi, good morning. Um, my, my question has to do with paying off my house. Uh, I have uh, – I owe about $60,000 on a $400,000 house uh, at 2.5% interest, uh, and – I'm fairly well invested, and I, I could cash in some investments and pay off the house, but the investments are are making anywhere between eight and nine percent right now. And and I, you know, I, I suppose there's a certain peace of mind in paying off your house, but uh, just curious as to what what your what your take is on that. Sure, George. Did you say that you owe sixty thousand? I, I didn't quite hear that. Sixty thousand. Yes. Correct. Okay, so, so what's your what's your mortgage payment on the house? It's it, almost exactly a thousand dollars a month. Now we we typically pay twelve or thirteen hundred to to pay it off a little quicker. So that thousand dollars a month, how much of that is taxes and insurance? Uh, good question. Uh, probably uh, two hundred dollars. Okay. So basically, what you're saying is is you're saying to the bank is, you know, listen, I want to give you $60,000 so that I can save $9,600 a year, okay? That's the math okay. because $800 a month is principal and interest in roughly based right. off of what you just told me, right? Times 12 Correct. months is 9600 bucks. So, so now all of a sudden you're saying, okay, bank, here's $60,000 of after-tax money that I'm going to give you so I can save 800 bucks a month. That's the way the calculator looks at it, right? But now let's Correct. take a look at the way the financial planning looks at it. There's nothing wrong with having your home paid for. I've taught classes before on nine different ways to attack this question you're talking about. Three systems okay. will show you why and how to pay your home off early. Three systems will show you how to manage the equity versus debt. And three systems will show you why you don't want to pay your home off. Okay. And, okay. and the answer I just gave you there is because you're saying to the bank, here's 60 grand of after-tax money. I'm going to lose the growth of that 60 grand for the next 10 years, but I'm going to save 800 bucks a month. The calculator just goes, that's not a good move, right? And you can just sort of see that. But on the other hand, so what if you pay off the home? Okay? If 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 the home's paid for and this is you and your family's, you know, sort of forever home and you want the peace of mind that the home's paid for, 
as long as you don't end up being in a situation where you're house rich and cash poor, then there's nothing wrong with it. It just means that 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 you're willing to say, all right, I'm going to give up the future growth of this money, right? And and if that's what you and your wife want to do, then that's perfectly fine, you know. But I would say let's build out a plan first. Let's look at a financial cash flow scenario to see what happens, you know. On sixty thousand of principal, there's not a lot of tax deduction left either, okay? Right. So you're not getting yep. a, a good amount of that. Also, that that's an argument to pay it off, right? right. It really is. Right. So so there's you know a couple little things in there, and you know what does your gut tell you? I mean, I'm 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 the type of person that I'd like to have as li- you know for for clients as little debt as possible. Um, when it comes to this question, sometimes I will show clients to have a small manageable mortgage in retirement. Sometimes I say, nope, let's go pay this thing off, and these are all the reasons why. And in some situations, people need to have a larger mortgage in retirement. It doesn't sound like that's the scenario that you want to do. So on the surface, it doesn't sound like to me that it's a bad plan as long as you understand the math behind giving the bank the money right now, losing the tax deduction. Also remember this, too. Mortgages are simple interest on a declining balance with a tax deduction. And investments are compound interest on appreciating sums. So that's where the calculator will say, look at the opportunity of this sixty thousand. You know, if this sixty thousand dollars earns, you know, seven point two percent, then in ten years it becomes worth one hundred and twenty thousand. And by then right. you might have your home paid for, and now you have one hundred twenty right. grand. You see what I mean? So, so oh, that's absolutely. that's and kind of the that's kind of the conundrum and the math behind it all. But peace of mind sometimes just says, you know what, let's just do it. Who cares? Do you want the calculator to be managing your lifestyle and your and your peace of mind? You know, some people say right. yes, and some people say no, and so that's the scenario that you, you and your wife are faced with, George. Does that kind of make sense? I believe that's the best explanation I've ever heard of, <laughs> uh, you know, both sides of the issue there. Now, I have kind of a secondary question here, and and the thing is, the only debt we have is our house, and the the and I have about a half a million dollars uh, in investments right now, and and I'm also I also have a pension. Uh, I'm a retired uh, state trooper, and um, but I, I still work full time. Now uh, I, I teach in a Christian school, but I don't make a lot of money doing that. That's the ministry. But um, uh, my concern with all of the deficit spending—maybe somebody has asked you about this before—are are we looking at some kind of hyperinflation down the road, where where you know our investments? are going to be worth nothing because it's going to cost, you know, 60 bucks for a loaf of bread. Well, that's that's the great debate right now. That's what Wall Street's been afraid of the last several weeks. And and we will uh, you know, I'll answer that question probably October November of this year, okay? Oh, uh, really? Yeah, yeah, you know, right now all indications are we're going to get some reflation, which is what we're seeing happen at the gas pumps right now as well as the uh, grocery store, uh, but you know, a lot of people are saying it's going to level out, and it's not going to be that bad. That's what the Federal Reserve's talking about too. So, so you know, you don't fight the Fed. Um, that's the path that that looks like pe- people are going down. Um, but I do want to point out one other thing too, real quick. Um, I, and I've got to close out the show here in just just a moment. So I may have to put you on hold, George, and come back. But <clears throat> sure. if you've got money that excuse me, adequate that can give you interest to pay the mortgage payment each month. That way you don't have to make that mortgage payment. You can use interest from your earnings and still keep the 60000 growing for you. 
So if the goal is just to lighten up the cash flow each month, that's also another opportunity too. But let me go ahead and put you on hold here. I'll pick you back up in just a few few seconds. I've got music in my ear. I've got to close out the show, and then I'll finish the discussion Sounds with good. you. Appreciate the phone call. Check out my website, LarryRosenthal.com. Uh, sign up for our estate planning webinar that's coming up April 29th. Uh, 2 to 3 and 7 to 8 p.m. There's no cost for it. I'd like to see you out there. So for Bob in the back and Chris McKay, I'm Larry Rosenthal. Have a wonderful week.